0: Hey, everybody. It's Colin from dmbnews.net. Welcome to the first of hopefully many dmbnews.net podcasts. We're going to try to make this a regular thing where uh, different fans and readers of the site call in and talk about the latest Dave Matthews Band news. Uh, Hopefully, we'll also have the occasional interview like the one we had a couple of weeks back with Jeff Coffin. We'll post all the podcasts on our site, dmbnews.net, and they will also be up on iTunes, so if you just search for dmbnews.net on iTunes, you'll be able to subscribe to the podcast, and whenever I get around to doing another one, you can just download it automatically from there. So uh, for today's inaugural podcast, we have two fans who have uh, graciously volunteered their time to call in and talk about the latest news. Um, Kat, you want to go first? Tell us a little about yourself.
1: Um, I'm Kat. I started listening to Dave Matthews band about before under the table and dreaming came out. I think, um, when Nancy's list was out as a very active member, many people probably recognize me as DMB cat or taper cat.
2: Great.
0: And Matt is also on the line.
1: Yeah, this is Matthew from
2: Denver, Colorado. Um, I, I probably didn't get fully on, on the bus till 1998. Um, I actually was very much into the rap, hip-hop music growing up, and uh, Dave didn't really... I, I couldn't find a connection. I remember when I was younger, what would you say would always come on the radio, and I would get so frustrated because I just couldn't stand the song. And <laughs> I found my connection during uh, Ants Marching, The Candyman verse, because it picked up the pace. I I just really enjoyed it, and I started to to dive deeper into the lyrics and the music behind it, and I just, I fell, I fell in love. Awesome.
0: Well, thanks again for uh, both of your time tonight, and uh, obviously the big news that I wanted to talk about is the D&B Caravan. Uh, As we all know, this year is their 20th anniversary. And at first they had said that they were going to take the year off from touring. And then earlier this year they came out and said they were going to do some uh, multi-day festivals with a lot of different bands. So there's going to be four festivals this year called the DMB Caravans. And the first one is in Atlantic City, June 24th and 26th at a uh, airport. And then in Chicago. In July, July 8th through 10th, on a uh, abandoned steel mill on the south side of the city. The far south side of the city, from what I can gather.
2: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>
0: and then um, they're going back to the northeast on August 26th through the 28th at Governor's Island in New York. And then the following weekend, they head out west for Labor Day weekend at The Gorge in eastern Washington. The show that has drawn the most criticism and created the most controversy is the New York stop at Governor's Island, because that is just an hour and a half or two hours away from the June festival in Atlantic City, and a lot of other fans in the uh, West Coast and the Southeast aren't near any festivals like you guys. How do you guys feel about being so far away Well, other fans have two caravan stops right in their backyards?
1: Well, I mean, I live in Kansas. And, you know, we don't get many shows out here anyway, so I got fairly used to driving around. Not Dave Matthews, but in general, you know, I was seeing over 200 concerts a year. I put 65,000 miles on my car in 16 months kind of thing. I was going everywhere just to see music. So, you know, the idea of traveling is not necessarily a bad thing. To me, the one date that actually doesn't make sense is Atlantic City. Governor's Island, for where it is, makes a lot more sense than Atlantic City does to me. Like, it would be nice. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do one in Texas, except for the heat. Or, you know, somewhere in the south, the only thing I think of is, A, they didn't think they'd have the pole, or B, the heat. You know, I mean, it's not something to shrug off, because it's it's something you have to think about.
0: Right, but they wouldn't necessarily have to have one in the summer if they were going to do it somewhere in the southeast uh, you know they could hold off until September or October when it's a lot more cooler and tolerable for for the fans I know Atlanta was one of the locations that people were hoping for and some fans wanted to stop in the Colorado area too Matt were you one of those people
2: yeah you know I was really I, I kinda had my fingers crossed I felt like Las Vegas in the fall after after the Gorge show would have been ideal because I've watched two festivals, um, Vegas and Las Vegas, which was terminated what two, two, three years ago, and we just lost the Mile High Music Fest this year. It's not going to be renewed this summer. And Dave actually headlined uh, two out of the three years for Mile High. He was a big influence on on gathering the sponsors to have that event. Um, I I I think you know what strikes me most is doing New York City, and then a week later going out to the Gorge. Um, the Gorge, hands down, deserves to, to host this festival. It's been a place where people flock to. It's sort of the mecca for our band, and it's a no-brainer. But uh, I really thought that an yeah. October show in Las Vegas, when it cooled off a little bit, would have been more ideal. You can really draw a lot of the Southwest crowd from you know Southern California, Phoenix, Denver, Utah... Um I, I thought that would have been more ideal than doing two shows within, you know, a two hour drive with Atlantic City and New York.
0: Yeah, I agree that having two in the Northeast doesn't make a ton of sense on the surface, but the people behind DMB are very smart businessmen. You know, Corin Capshaw has built a whole empire just from managing DMB and they know they can draw in the Northeast and clearly have reservations about other areas of the country. You know, some fans have been complaining. I go and see this band every year. It's not fair that they're not playing in my part of the country. And I understand their frustration. But at first, the band wasn't going to tour at all this year, and now they've decided to play these four festivals and celebrate their twentieth anniversary with the fans. So you can't really fault them for that.
2: I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely, I I don't fault the band. I mean, it's it's a definite treat for us to to be able to see in their twentieth year to, to watch them celebrate and. Yes, they they do have the right to pick where they want to go, and New York City's always been, you know, a place where they've loved to go. I mean, count the number of shows they've done there in multitudes of venues out that way, I think it makes sense. Um, You know, it is tough for us out here in the West and in the Southwest, but, you know, we get over it. We just have to be happy that we get the opportunity to to see up to 12 shows this year.
1: And see, I... There were a few things about the schedule in general that I was surprised. I was surprised that they went to Chicago instead of Alpine Valley. Um, because how, you know, if you're talking about legendary places that Dave Matthews plays, Alpine Valley is inevitably going to be brought up at one point or another.
0: Right, but they have to factor in the size of the venue.
1: And I understand that, too. But uh, the other one that I heard kicked around uh, was Red Rocks. But again, that's a venue size thing because that's not a very large venue.
2: Right, the actual the venue. tiny ten thousand on a crowded night. It's very yeah, strange. and there's nothing but, to, it to host multiple stages. And I think oh, that yes. was kind of the what deterred them away from Alpine Valley. Alpine's my home venue. I grew up in Wisconsin, about forty minutes from Alpine, and it's it's definitely like Chicago has more space. They took it to the south side, away from Wrigleyville, which were great shows last year, but just not a capacity for this type of event. So they were able to find the space in a very close proximity in relation to Alpine. But what I was kind of thrown with that is, and this all goes back to the gorge being the gorge, is Alpine and the gorge are similar setups in the fact that they're just kind of out there, um, you know. But they're gonna they're gonna bring a new style of event to the gorge with this multi-day, multi-stage type thing. And I don't think Alpine was ready for it. And I think Chicago was the way to go in the end for this event, but yeah, Alpine has a more tradi- more traditional feel to it for, for you know, stellar venues. And we would have loved to see it here at Red Rocks, but it's just, here in, in Denver, I mean, Red Rocks, it's just too small.
1: No, I, I agree with that too. I've visited out there and I couldn't get over how tiny it was.
0: Are either of you guys going to go to any of the caravans?
1: No, I'm not. I, I, mine is more money. I haven't had a job in over a year and almost a year and a half. And there's other places and things I want to do. I'd like to go see the caravan, but aside from winning a trip, it's not going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm aiming for Chicago, um, just because it's the Midwest and it's a chance for me to get back home. And uh, a second trip would be Governor's Island, if if we do a second one, but, um,
0: one of the other things I was struck by with these lineups is that there's not another big name co-headliner. Uh, a lot of the co-headliners are, you know, decent size acts like the roots or OAR or the flaming lips who are big in certain circles, but there's really nobody who stands out to the mainstream.
1: You're right. There's not another draw, like a huge draw aside from Dave Matthews, but to be fair, it's their caravan, and maybe they don't want that. You right. know, I, I mean, I've gotten into so much. I hesitate to say better because I will catch flack for this from till the day I die. So I will say <laughs> I have gotten so much more music because of Dave. I mean, mm-hmm. I could start naming bands and probably be here all night, just the amazing music that I've gotten into because of the Dave Matthews Band. That's a better way to say it.
0: Right. They do a great job exposing their fans to other music. Um, I know I've seen... Opening bands that I never really heard of before and been been really impressed and checked them out further, and I'm sure both of you guys have as well, probably several times. Um, but I was kind of worrying about how the lack of a major co-headliner would affect ticket sales, and it kind of raises the question whether DMB can support these three-day festivals by themselves. You know, clearly they think they can.
1: Well, I think if you're going to go to these shows, you're going to see. You the band. You know, um for me though, for a festival and to pay a festival price, there's got to be more than a handful of bands I want to see.
2: Yeah, I feel that way. I feel with a festival this size, really if you're going to make the effort to travel halfway across the country, you have to go in very open-minded if you're not already looking to see certain bands, you really you know, you want to pay attention to what's there and kind of study who's playing before you get there so you can really enjoy and appreciate it because there's been times where I've walked away from watching openers of Dave and now I'm seeing them again and it's like, wow, if I could have just gone back and, and known what I know now about these guys and that they would have really come up as well as they did, I probably would have enjoyed watching them open for Dave much more than I than I did at that time. So I think it's, you know, if people take the right approach and kind of educate themselves before going in and seeing some of these people they're not so familiar with, they could really enjoy the show and get, uh, get the feeling that they're getting their money for it. Absolutely. And
0: even if you're going just for d you're going to get a lot more than just the three headlining sets, one each night at the festival. Um, there's a lot of DMB related acts. Dave and Tim are playing acoustic set at each festival. Carter and Stefan both are going to have special side projects that are playing at the shows. Um, Jeff Coffin's band The Mutet is playing at at least one of the stops. Tim's band TR3 is playing um, at a couple, I believe. And uh, the Flectones, Bella Fleck and the Flectones are playing at one, so there will obviously be, or not obviously, but I'm assuming there will be some of the regular jamming that goes on between DMB and the Flectones at that show. So those fans who are just focusing on DMB should get out a lot of the festivals too. Another thing that I wanted to ask you guys about, and one of the other big pieces of news that I've written about recently, is the new live album, Live at Wrigley Field, which is uh, the second night of DMB's two-night stand, the last two shows of the Summer Tour 2010. And there's also a box set, which includes the recording from the first night at Wrigley as well. Have you got? Have you guys gotten a chance to check out the track list for the album
2: yet? Well, I was uh, I was actually there to experience both nights firsthand. So um, I was I was surprised that they were going to do both nights when it all came down. I thought maybe they would make a nice little mix in a DVD. Um, but I thought it was two great shows. They were completely different different nights, different shows both nights. Uh, we had a blast. I mean, it was nothing short. When when the shows were announced, we really truly thought that was going to be the last time that we would see these guys for a minute. And then, of course, they did the fall tour, and it was kind of, you know, like, that was great, but um, I felt that the shows were pretty powerful, and to stand there in the crowd and watch them during the encore what, after they did the last stop, I mean, tears coming down their faces, and they wouldn't walk off the stage. They just couldn't. It was, it was tough for them to just walk away. And I think being there, you know, I, I listened to the shows a little differently, knowing where I was when that music was being played.
0: Matt and Kat, thank you both very much for coming on and talking about things.
1: Absolutely.
0: It was really great talking to you, and I hope we can do it again soon.
1: Sure. Anytime.
0: So that about wraps it up for the first ever, and hopefully not the last ever, dmbnews.net podcast. For the latest Dave Matthews Band news, make sure to check out dmbnews.net. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Just search for the dmbnews.net podcast. And if you'd like to be a future guest on the show to talk about the latest happenings in the DMB world, drop me an email, colin at dmbnews.net. Thanks for listening.